going on everybody we are back here on the throne podcast episode 119 um doing things a little different today i'm doing a solo episode today uh as you guys know with coronavirus and and everything getting as crazy as uh as it is you know lockdowns are still prevalent in uh, most places and whatnot it's just hard to get guests uh to come into the studio I have done some Zoom interviews, um, you know, here and there, but um, obviously I don't, I don't know too many people from out of the area. Um, I've been very lucky to be able to network with some people like Augustino and uh, Nico um, and uh, Peter Baldwin, uh, you know, some of the people that have come on the show from, from outside of Florida, uh, Johnny Christ. Um, but when I have someone who's a local, I, I really like to get them in studio um, it, it, it gives the interview a different feel, you know, uh, there's the added bonus of doing zoom where I can get the video version, um, and you see, you know, facial expressions and whatnot. And, um, I get to put that up on YouTube and what, uh, and whatnot, but it's a, it's a bit different in person. You get, you get a little more out of the interview in person and, um, I really enjoy them, uh, face to face more than I do over zoom. Although, like I said, it's afforded me opportunities to interview people I would never get the chance to just because they're out of the area. You know, Augustino being in England and uh, Johnny Christ being California, Peter Baldwin and Nico being from New York City. Uh, so it's afforded me some cool opportunities, but I really enjoy doing the show in person with guests um, in the studio. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't want to keep uh kicking the can down the road and not putting up an episode and not addressing anything so uh I just wanted to take the opportunity to put this one out there and uh just kind of see the feedback see how you guys feel about it see if it's something I should continue doing uh in between guest slots and whatnot maybe talk about certain topics or, or stuff that's on my mind um there's only a few people that I that I listen to that do podcasts uh solo 100% of the way through uh Bill Burr is one of them, and Augustino is the other pretty much. I mean, every other podcast I listen to has at least uh, one or two guests at a time. So it's something that uh, is a little new to me, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I really enjoy interviewing people. That's the, the reason I started the show. Um, uh, I never intended this to be a show that I have to do on my own and kind of carry on my own. It's always kind of intimidated me, the idea of having to carry a show by myself. But here we are. It's 2021. It's, you know, we're still dealing with COVID. And it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I really want to put out an episode. I'm tired of not having content out to you guys, um, to, to, to the listeners who actually tune into the show on a weekly basis, um, so I'm just doing this, uh, I did a, a an Instagram, like, Q&A type deal, ask me anything, uh, but I did it last minute, I put it up, like, maybe an hour or two ago, and already I wasn't expecting to get a huge response, but, um, with that much time, uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, I only got, like, one or two questions, um, so I do appreciate anyone who ever asked me a question. Uh, if this becomes a regular thing, I'll probably start doing that more often. Um, I know it caught it probably caught some people off guard. Like I never really do question and answer or anything like that. I've done it a few times when I have some guests that are repeat guests that people like uh, really enjoy having on. 
like with Joe, I did that and I got, I think like over 10 questions or, or around 10 questions. It was really fun. So I hope that um, some listener involvement will, you know, give you guys a, a deeper level of enjoyment of the show. Uh, it's something that I've never, like I said, uh, made a part of the show, but I've always wanted to. I really, I, like I said, I listen to Bill Burr. So hearing him do the listener emails where he's given his uh, his podcast listeners advice on crazy situations, I've always enjoyed that. Uh, and not that anyone is going to co- come and, and seek my advice or anything like that, but <clears throat> it'd be cool to answer questions, you know, just to have some more listener involvement. Um, like if I asked a question on, on Bill's show and I came up or if I was a Patreon supporter or something like that and you see your name at the end of the episode or... You hear your name being shouted out on the show. It's a, it's a cool feeling. So um, if I can get some listener involvement and, you know, get that kind of uh, reaction from, from some of the listeners, uh, that'd be awesome. You know, I'd be interested in delving into that. But since we only got uh, what is one question from Shut Up, Let's Talk. Shout out to Alazar, his show. I've done it twice. Um, so uh, he's always been a big supporter of the show. Funny fuck, uh, f- uh, backstory about that. Um, when I first started this show, oh man, it feels like forever ago. It's about to be three years ago now when I first started this show. It was February 2018, and I'm with my cousin Malik. And, you know, we're talking spitballing about the idea. I, I've, I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show. I, I've done a podcast before this one. It's called, um, it was called the Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast or some shit like that. Uh, and it was about competitive Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, the formats, um, changes to the, de- uh, to, to ban lists, you know, new decks and, and stuff like that, strategies. I did, uh, well, that, w- that was, um, that was like seven or eight episodes long and I really enjoyed it. I did it with like five or six other people over Skype and everything. So I've always had this kind of idea of uh, I want to at some point do a podcast. I did that that Yu-Gi-Oh! one when I was 16 or 17. Um, I had to have been 17 because my knee was fucked up. That's why I decided to do it. When I tore my ACL, um, I remember it was o- over the summer and I had literally nothing to do. But I still played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Dueling Network. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! was really hype for me then i i went to all the tournaments that i could regionals locals i went to the ycs down here in miami in 2012 i believe um you know i got actually at a regional i came in 12th place and i think you only need a top 32 at a regional to get an invite to a nationals unfortunately nationals that year was in ohio so i had no way of getting there i was like 15 so I was super stoked, but l- just to kind of paint the picture that Yu-Gi-Oh! was like my shit. So I really uh, enjoyed talking about it. I had a bunch of friends who were down to, to get on Skype and just talk about the game for an hour. And uh, it was awesome. I think uh, there was a Yu-Gi-Oh! memes Facebook page at the time that was like hot as fuck. Like all all my Yu-Gi-Oh! friends liked the page and we all, you know, saw the same memes and would talk about them over at the card shop and stuff. And at some point, um, one of the mods on the page ended up liking the show. His name's Jason. Shout out to Jason. Uh, he ended up liking the show, and I got him to come on the show. And so he promoted the episode that he was on. 
And so it ended up getting like a thousand views on YouTube. And I was like shocked. You know, I was dumbfounded. And um, I kind of, uh, that was episode seven and it was eight episodes. So I wasn't as dedicated back then. But now when I started uh, The Throne, there was a little more incentive behind it other than just I enjoy talking about it. You know, it was a chance to promote my music. Um, it was a chance to give exposure to my friends whose music and art I really enjoyed. And um, I thought it would give them somewhere to, to be interviewed and to talk about their stuff. Um, and at first, me and, Ma- me and Malik start the Facebook page and, you know, the email and, you know, the SoundCloud, the Instagram. We got to get everything right before we drop the first episode. Uh, and, you know, these algorithms, man, I don't know if they listen to you or what, but as soon as you get on something, it just starts promoting the same shit to you. So as soon as I started talking about I'm running my own local podcast and I started sharing my posts and stuff, I get recommended Shut Up, Let's Talk. Um and I see the Facebook page. I'm like, there's another podcast that's like in the same area that's like, you know, interviewing people and shit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I thought I had the fucking market cornered in that regard. Like, you know, No Jumper is out in L.A. That's the West Coast. Uh, he does hip hop interviews and stuff like that. Uh, Adam 22. Um, and so my idea at the time was like, OK, I'm in a metal band. I know a bunch of dope-ass metal bands. Why don't we do a show over here on the East Coast, Miami, talk about our little metal scene over here, make it like the metal podcast of, of like the area, you know? Hopefully that, you know, bands who come down here for shows from other states and whatnot, you know, it would be like the show of the, the South Florida, Broward, Miami area where like, oh, you, you playing a show in Miami, you got to do the throne, you know? Set up something like that where every time a rapper stops by L.A., you know, they they go and do No Jumper. If they if they got an album to promote or if Adam-22 just fucks with them, they go and just sit there and, and uh, you know, chop it up. And they get they get numbers and um, people really enjoy stuff like that. So I was trying to set set up uh, something like that for, for our metal community down here. And um, eventually I just, I, I ran into so many acts that uh, I, I kind of ran through all the metal bands that I knew. So I had to expand. I had to get photographers. I had to get designers. Because uh, I didn't want the show to stop and I don't want it to become redundant where I'm just interviewing the same people every week. Uh, even though I do interview the same people often. <laughs> um, but at the time, I see the, the Shut Up, Let's Talk uh, advertisements on Facebook. And I'm like, man, I, I thought, you know, I was the first one to do it. But um, so at first, I was kind of competitive with, with Alizar. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, man, I, I didn't make it like outwardly known or anything. But in my head, I'm like... Oh man, you know there's another show. I wanna, I wanna get as many likes or that he was already established. You know what I mean? I'm just starting out, and um, once I actually sat down and and uh, met Alazar and talked to him, I think it was Danny from Macronium who who knew him. Um, drop my water. Uh, I think it was Danny from Macronium who knew him and said, "Hey, this guy does a show. He's dope, man. You should probably collab with him or get on his show or vice versa." And once I actually talked to Alizar and sat down, and, and I, I don't know, I don't remember if he did my show first or if I did his show, but um, man, he's such an awesome guy. He's super helpful. Um, like the probably the nicest dude <laughs> that I've met through the show. I mean, 
just total. I mean, gave me the webcam that I ended up using to to interview Johnny Christ. Um, he also, um, you know, had me on his show multiple times to help me promote the new EP that we dropped. Uh, not new, but it was new at the time that I had dropped with Unoya in, in December of 2018. Um, he came in on my show like last minute. I had guests drop out. And I've had to hit up Alizar to be like, yo, I had a guest drop. Do you think you could do an episode with me this week? Or there was an issue with the audio one time with an episode that I did with Alizar. And he was super cool about it. Like, the the audio was trash. It was uh, when Lou was editing the show at the time. So this is the throne behind the scenes is what I should fucking call this episode. Goddamn. So Lou was editing the show. And he couldn't make it. Uh, his band, Era's One... Um, they were doing a, a show up at, uh, Newport Ritchie at, at the Verona. Shout out to the Verona. Shout out to Evan. Uh, great bar. If you're ever in Newport, Newport Ritchie out here in Florida on the West Coast by Tampa, make sure you stop by the Verona and let them know JC from the throne sent you. That's a great fucking place. Um, I wish them nothing, uh, but success. You know, the Corona was very hard on them. Um, regardless. So Luke couldn't do the show. He's like, JC, can you handle, you know? producing for a night you know just do record i'll edit and everything and the audio ended up being trash it was my fault <laughs> but we didn't find out till like thursday night that the audio was garbage so um i had to hit up alizar the night before the episode supposed to drop and tell him yo the, the audio ended up be not being usable do you mind um coming back and doing another episode and he was totally cool totally understanding uh so big shout out to alizar he asked me a question. <laughs> he was the only one who asked me a question. And um, I'm going to go ahead and what we got. What have you learned from your guests that you apply to your life? And that comes from Shut Up, Let's Talk. Make sure you guys follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Alazar and his show, Shut Up, Let's Talk. Um, what have... I already forgot the question. <laughs> what have you learned from your guests that you apply to your life? Um, well, probably the most impactful guests like directly impactful to to my life was Ashley Nicole um man I don't remember what episode off top but she's a life coach uh and she is a singer and um I met her after we played a show at Revolution she was playing that same show and um I ended up talking to her and asking her if she'd be down to do an interview and uh it ended up working out awesome and at the time uh I was I don't know in a in a in a rough spot you know uh it was episode 61 holy shit episode 61 uh so if you go back and listen to episode 61 um she was talking about being a life coach and how you know she'd be interested in She's trying to find clientele and whatnot, I think. So I ended up doing a little bit of, um, like, life coaching with her. And uh, there was some little changes that I made, you know, moving my room around or changing the way I did certain things that, that helped me move forward in, in a place that I was in that was holding me back. So uh, that she taught me a lot of things. Like, like I, I was in a rut and... Some of the advice that she gave me was very helpful that I still use to this day. Um, so big shout out to Ashley Nicole. I, I hope she's doing good. Um, she's still out there doing her thing. So make sure y'all go show her some love as well. Um, so she's probably 
the, that's probably what I what I use and apply in my life every day is, is the stuff that I learned through her uh, life coaching. Um, it was like I think like a four week thing. Um, I don't know. I, I was I was always one of those people that was super skeptical about stuff like that. Um, but it's different when you find yourself in, in a spot that, you know, you're, you're, uh, it's like the sunken place. You know what I mean? You're looking and you just can't, you know, you know what you got to do to get out of it. Or, or sometimes you don't even know like, um, shit, you know, stuff that you're doing every day that you're not conscious of that is holding you back, you know? Um, so she's probably taught me. So some uh, some of the things that I still use to this day, uh, as far as some of the other things, um, definitely when I interviewed uh, Johnny Christ um, and I asked him about having to put out music and, and if you're a local band, like, how do you do that nowadays when everyone's just dropping singles? And, you know, is it worth dropping an album? And uh, the answer he gave me, you know, if if the music makes the hairs stand up on you that it probably will have the same effect on someone else and if you have a cool product and find a cool way to put it out and uh that just resonated with me you know it it sounds so simple now but at the time when I asked that I was really you know with corona it was full swing it was in June of last year that we talked and um Bars were not having any kind of shows. The last show I played was November, or not November, February of uh, of 2020, uh, Kryptonite Fest at Churchill's. So June, it'd probably been four months. Now it's closer to a year since I've played a show. Um, so at that time, I had, I, we, we, Unoya, we have an album, like, pretty much um, ready to go. And I'm just like, is it worth releasing 12 or 13 tracks at one time if uh you're not going to get the probably the listens that you would get if you release them a single at a time each single has a music video or something like that you know what i mean you can stretch out the release of 12 songs for god knows how long you know um versus putting out a project and people listen to it once through and then that's it you know uh, if they don't like it or, you know, hopefully you find people that always want to come back and, and listen to your stuff or, or you know, that's kind of like optimal, <laughs> but, um, there's obviously going to be people who just give it the once through, but I was kind of indecisive on, on, on that. And it gave me a bit of clarity as to the way we should move. Um, and it's still, It's still something that uh, it's hard to to decide how to put it out because you can't tour it. If you have merch, you have to have an online store or something. You can't do like a pop-up shop or, or you know, have crazy lines and shit like that. So I don't know because um, at the end of the day, you're not doing it for the profit, right? you you Ideally, you're not making music because you want to make money from it. But if you want it to be your career, I mean, if you want it to be what you do, then uh, you got to find a way to monetize it. That's Tuna. What up, Tuna? Then you got to find a way to monetize it or or get good at the business aspect of it because you hear 
that that's where artists always get fucked is when they go and sign a contract and they always get fucked on the business end. You can make the greatest music, but if you're fucked in the contract and they basically own you, then um, you know, that's that's not fun. It becomes a chore. You know, you 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 always hear about the contractually obligated album, you know, I have one album to go on my contract. Let me just put it out so that I can get out of this. And to me that doesn't sound um like fun. You know what I mean? It kind of sounds like homework in a way. Uh it sounds like I'm doing this because I signed on the dotted line, not because I want to put out my art and express myself. Um, but then, as I said, when, when you wanted to, so, I mean, that's like the incentive to stay independent and this, that, and the third, but then you got to find other ways to monetize it or or you got to find other ways to make, to be able to, to, to make it sustainable because like I said, if you want to make it your livelihood, then at some point it's going to have to pay your bills, you know? So it's hard to find, uh, for me anyway, personally, it's hard to find the balance of like, how much of this is passion and how much of this is marketability and I got to strategize and do this, that, and the third, you know, like part of me is just like, they're good songs. Let's just put them out. And then part of me is like, okay, but we worked really hard on this. It took us a long time to record and to write and to mix and to master and to, to come up with artworks and stuff like that. So, don't we want to get the most out of it, you know? Don't we want to try and, um, like I said, uh, make it our livelihood? Like, who knows? Uh, People, I mean, look at Lil Nas X. He puts out one song, and he's famous before he even drops an album. So, I don't know. It's obviously, it's not going to get you anywhere comparing yourself to, to, to other artists in that way, but... Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's weird. It's such a niche genre too that uh that we play, you know, like progressive metal. Um I'm a big fan of it. I've always been um a big fan of progressive rock or progressive metal, but I definitely know it's it's one of those things that to to the masses it's not necessarily the the most digestible genre. Uh songs tend to be, you know, 7 8 plus minutes. <laughs> And to to a lot of people, a three minute song nowadays is like, oof. <laughs> I I don't know when that happened. You know, I think it's kind of something that started happening just over time. You know, uh, even now I find myself um, I really enjoy some songs that are like two minutes, a minute and a half. You know, um, but my art isn't that, so I don't know if it's necessarily uh something that I should really think too hard about marketing, you know, like if it's art, I should just want to put it out. But like, and, and that's kind of like the back and forth that I have in my head. I feel like I'm just going in circles at this point. Uh, so moving on, uh, Alizar, uh, there, there's a lot that I learned, um, from my guests, uh, on the show. I mean, uh, over a hundred episodes, it'd be hard to say everything I learned, but, um, I've definitely learned a lot. The the show has put me in a room with with plenty of people that I would have never ever uh, been in a room with, um, from Johnny Christ to Tony Visions to Oski to Ears One to Macronium, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Augustino. I mean, we haven't even been in the same room, 
and or anyone who I've done Zoom over or, or Zoom interviews with. But still, it's kind of the same deal. You know, I would have never probably had a full length conversation with these people had it not been for the show. And it's just me personally. I, I'm an introverted person. I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, like going out of my way to meet strangers, like out at gigs and stuff like that. I've gotten a bit better with it. I try my best, <laughs> you know, um, I, like I took business cards out to New York and uh, I went to go to a show out there at uh, Lucky 13s in Brooklyn. And, you know, I handed my card out to some bands. I had some weird experiences. <laughs> some dude like kissed me on the cheek or some shit. I don't know. He must have been wasted. But uh, that <laughs> as me trying to fucking go network. huh? Uh, so I do try, but I am I'm am a, a bit of an introverted person. So. This show, it really uh, allows me to um, get out of my shell a bit and, and talk to more people than just, like, my friends and my bandmates and, and you know, my family. So I'm appreciative of that. Um, and the corona thing has, uh, has been a bit of a curse and a blessing, like I said, with the whole Zoom situation. It's not ideal. I like interviewing people in person, but I would have never gotten to interview certain people that I've had on. Uh, and I think that's going to end up being an evolution of, of podcasting in the future. Um, I know um, Joe, people like Joe Rogan w- weren't a big fan of, uh, you know, doing Skype interviews or Zoom interviews. But he's gotten shows with Ed Snowden and um, some really cool people over Zoom that I think uh, as much as I enjoy the in-person interviews, that there there is something to be said for, for, for Zoom or, or Skype interviews, you know, it, it definitely has its pros and cons. Um, other than that, though, let, let me uh, brush up real quick and, and give a quick update on uh, Unoya. Uh, we are releasing a single. Um, if I want to say for sure by February. Um, this is coming out Friday, so it's pretty close to February, so... If uh, you're listening to this like a year later, hopefully we did drop it. But the song is pretty much ready to go. Um, I'm really excited for it. We're working on a visual to drop uh, alongside it, possibly, if not a a short time after. Um, And um, shows-wise, nothing coming up right now. I know Ears 1 is playing a show. Uh, It's been uh, a bit difficult not being able to play. I do miss being on stage, you know, I, I miss playing shows, I miss seeing the, the community at the shows and uh, the energy that you get from being on stage. It's It feels a bit weird thinking that it's been almost a year since I've uh, played a show, but, um, you, you know, what can you do? I mean, Corona's kind of fucked that all up, but... I, I am starting to see slowly but surely a show here, a show there. Like I said, Eras 1 is about to play their first show in about a year as well. So um, at least I think they haven't played a show either. But regardless of the fact, um, we are starting to see some shows pop up here and there. So I hope that we can get back on the horse and um, start playing some shows again. Because, man, I do miss packing my drums up in the car, <laughs> as annoying as it is, and driving down to Miami, some fucking seedy-ass bar, and unpacking that shit and fucking shit up for 30 minutes, and then putting it all back in the trunk and going to have a drink. I miss the fuck out of that. As much as 
you know, I I bitched to other bandmates and other bands about, oh, man, we're playing another show at this place or another show at that place. We play there all the time. I would kill for any one of those shitty fucking shows uh, right now. They sound f- better than any Warp Tour or uh, Mayhem Fest or Not Fest. Just a fucking Kryptonite Fest at Churchill's I would fucking rip for. I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I definitely miss playing shows, miss seeing the homeboys. Um, I, I want, I, I know that every, you know, everyone's been doing their thing, putting out singles, putting out a music video here or there, you know, but live shows just give it a whole nother vibe. Um, it's a whole nother situation when you go and see a band live, even if it's a song you've heard a million times before, they might do one thing different that you love. It makes you love that song 10 times more. Um, so it's a different energy, uh, and I miss it a lot. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to make this a bit of a short one. Um, I, I only got one listener question, so <laughs> I was hoping that would carry uh, the show a bit. But like I said, it was pretty last minute. You know, I, I didn't expect to get too much of a response with that. Uh, but we'll keep doing them. If uh, I continue to to have a bit of trouble getting people to come in uh we'll keep doing them and uh you know as time goes on hopefully we can start booking people in the studio on a regular basis but uh until then uh i appreciate you guys sticking with the show uh i appreciate anyone who's been listening since day one um you guys really motivate me to keep the show going uh so i hella appreciate that shit and um if you have any questions uh, if you have any bands that you think would be awesome on the show, please send them my way. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, or you can email me at thethronejc at gmail.com. Um, send them my way, and uh, we'll get them on the show, and we'll go from there. <laughs>